0: Thanks for listening to the Unity Fort Worth podcast. All right, Palm Sunday. So usually Palm Sunday is um, always about kind of like the same story. Um, And we'll get to that story in a little bit. But there is a story that's often not told and it's almost hidden because it's not a very traditional story to be told. Usually, Palm Sunday stories are usually quoted by Mark uh, from the Gospel of Mark. But there's a story in the Gospel of John that not many are familiar with, but you might have heard. And it's the story where Mary anoints Jesus. She anoints Jesus by not washing his feet, but taking a very expensive perfume and anoint his feet. And the reason probably why this story is not often told is because it's kind of hard to interpret um, that story. But there's a lot to it. <clears throat> First of all, this story starts six days before Passover. And as you've learned uh, a few weeks ago, that six days have... a uh, Huge significance in our spirituality. They reflect the six days of creation, how God created the world, created the earth, and how we use those six days to create our own experience in life. So it's interesting that John writes that Jesus and his disciples, you see a whole bunch of them there, shows up at Lazarus' house. Remember Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead just earlier in his ministry? Lazarus is still alive, and his two sisters, Martha and Mary, are also still there. So they all show up in this story again. And why this is so significant is because you see a progression in Jesus' own ministry, in his own spiritual unfolding. Traditionally, we believe that Jesus, as the Son of God, has been born perfect. And there's no way around it. He cannot do any wrong. And this is who he was. And that's why we cannot be like him. Okay. Now, we all know here in unity and in many other religions that sometimes those big teachers, those religious leaders, they actually have been quite flawed throughout throughout their lifetime. Or to the least, they have shown that they needed to learn a lot. And in this particular story, we have a repetition of something that happened one time Two times. Jesus came to Lazarus' house three times, didn't he? He came to raise Lazarus, Lazarus from the dead. And then he came another time where there was an interaction between Mary and Martha. And now he comes a third time, just a few days before he is crucified. What does this all mean, you might wonder? Why is this story so relevant? It's relevant because we have Lazarus there on, at the table. He's alive and well. And when you go into the symbolism of what Lazarus mean, means, it's Lazarus represents that part of us that kind of gets it. They get, you know, that when we get that we're supposed to be different and we have this spirit within us. And We can do greater things, and we can follow Jesus' example and many other great leaders' examples. We kind of get it, but then we're also not getting it at the same time. When Lazarus was pronounced or believed to be dead, that's that part represented in us uh, then where we go, well, I know I can all do this. I can do this all but I just don't feel it. It's not working for me. I am just literally disconnected from whatever that spirit is that so many people talk about in their books. I often call that state to be intellectually enlightened, when you intellectually fully understand how this is supposed to work. That we are a whole bunch of people drawing from the same source, and we have this power within us, but we're just not getting it. That's what Lazarus really represents. But now, the resurrected Lazarus is a lot more lively, and he's a lot more involved in the story. But he's kind of taking the back burner here in this story. He comes back to Mary and Martha. Now, let me, let me get, let's see. So, who do you think is the woman in the front? Say it again. Mary. Why? She anoints them. It's pretty easy, right? Who is the woman in the back, the left? Why? She is serving, she is busy, right? Remember from the story when Jesus comes through the town And he meets with Mary and Martha. And Mary got all busy in the kitchen and getting everything ready because there's this guest coming. And then Martha was just sitting by Jesus' feet and she was just all over him. And it was just uh, so mesmerized by him and didn't do anything. And Martha got really angry, agitated about that. Mary and Martha, those two sisters, they, they both represent the feminine aspect, that intuitive aspect, that loving and kindness aspect of all of us, whether we are a man or woman, or wherever we identify. But Martha is the outer presence, whereas Mary is the inner. And so whenever those two women show up, it's important to recognize that we need both. We need both the inner understanding of our spirituality. We need both the inner yearn to be more, to allow that inner spirit to recognize when something great is happening. You know, Jesus appearing in Mary and Martha's life is like something really wonderful happening in our own. It doesn't have to be the Dalai Lama who knocks on our door. It can be a friend who says something really beautiful and meaningful to us. It could be a phone call. Hosanna. Hosanna. There you go. It could be a Hosanna, right? It could be really the smallest thing in our lives that gives us that gift. And all we need to do is to stop for a moment and rest and recognize it. And this is really what's happening in this story. What's happening in this story is Mary, that intuitive, loving part, is recognizing, once again, as in the previous story, that Christ self. That's that part in ourselves that realizes there's something special about us. And rather than just dismissing it and getting busy with the rest of the day, Mary is the one who kneels down... And attends to Jesus' feet. Who remembers what feet mean metaphysically? Feet. Grounding, very good. What else? Come on, students. A few students in here. Feet. Understanding. Feet is the grounding understanding that grounds us into the earth so that we get a full understanding of life. And so the stories about washing feet, about anointing feet, is all about recognizing that understanding and helping that understanding to come to fruition. Now, rather than just using water, Mary uses very expensive perfume. And there's actually Judas, who is with them, who gets really annoyed at that. Judas is telling Mary off and say, why are you wasting this expensive perfume on Jesus' feet, basically? You could just sell the perfume and then feed the poor. And that's one of the instances where you recognize that Jesus already knows that he is going to die. Because he says, the poor will always be around even after I'm gone, don't worry about the poor right now, let this just all happen. And that's why probably this story is not often told, because it's confusing. Why would Jesus say, don't worry about the poor? (laughs) He says it because the symbolism behind that story is that as we move into the Holy Week, and as we move into Passover, As we prepare for Good Friday, the true meaning about Good Friday is to crucify anything that no longer works for us. Remember that? Crucifixion is about letting go, forgiveness, about releasing anything that is no longer aligned with who and what we truly are. That's what Good Friday is about. In this story, Jesus recognizing that in a few days he's going to be buried means that in a few days, that part that stays in the way of us to truly become that greatness that we always wanted to be, that's going to be ready to be released. And it's our choice to do that. And Mary is recognizing that. Mary is recognizing that part of us that is ready to be released. The anointment here is a recognition of the understanding that in order for us to grow, what we must do in life is to let go. Not of everything. Doesn't mean that we have to give up our lives completely. Doesn't mean that we have to get rid of our cars and and houses and things like that. Well, some of us maybe have to because we have too many of those, but it doesn't mean that we have to give up our jobs and move into a cave and pray for the rest of our lives. We all deserve to be who we truly are, exactly where we are right now. And to use the anointment instead of just washing the feet means that this is a very special moment here. Mary is preparing Jesus, that part of us that represents Mary, is is preparing that part of us that needs to go away to move into this week. Remember, Sunday, today, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, six days, six days of creation. By the time we arrive Friday, on Good Friday, we are at the sixth day of creation, the last day when God created the world. It's the last day when the whole creation process comes to a conclusion. It's also the day when something new can be born, which then two days later we celebrate on Easter, of course. So, that is the story here that is often ignored because it's a difficult story to address because it so directly points to that there's something that we gotta do here. Yes, we gotta celebrate, we gotta get ready to do that triumphant entry. And as the kids are joining us today, Um, I'll talk a little bit more about what the triumphant entry means. But it's that story that is really pointing us to what our preparation is and what we're supposed to do in order to be going into Jerusalem. And with that, we have our kids ready, and so we do something special today. For the first time, I believe, we have our music team lead us in a song called Ho, 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 Hosanna. (laughs) Okay? And so the kids are going to come in a procession. We're going to wave our palm leaves, and then I'll sit down with the kids, and we'll have a little chat with them and see what they learned today. And then as the kids leave again, we do the same song. That is representative of the story of Jesus entering Jerusalem. Is. How many have we? Welcome kids. We don't have a wireless mic down here, I believe. Say again. Yeah. Well, we'll find it because we would like to talk to the kids. We need a wireless mic. Can we just borrow one here? Is there one with a long A long cord? There you go. All right. So as you know, what we usually do once a month, we're going to sit down with the kids and we have a little bit of a chat. So let's see. Who would like to talk about what you guys did today? Who knows what today is? Palm Sunday. Palm Sunday, very good. Okay, so Riley, do you want to start sharing? Since you know what day it is, so that's wonderful. I'm Riley. I'm 11 years old. And uh, today, Palm Sunday, is about when Jesus rode into Jerusalem as king. Excellent. What else do we know? Felix? My name is Felix. I am seven years old. And... Today, Palm Sunday is when Jesus rode a donkey that no one has ever sat on before. Ooh. That's a very nice detail. What else do you guys did you guys learn today? Or what did you do? Anyone else who wants to say something? Isaac? No? Orwin? Are you hiding? Orwin is hiding. Would you like to say something, Orwin? No, no one can see you. Okay, let's all hide. Let's all hide. There you go. All right, maybe Jeanette, do you want to share a little bit? Or? No. Oh, okay. Wow, you, you're not as talk... Well, we have our two talkers here, so that's always good. Right? What else? Anything else you want to share? Huh? All right, well, why don't we release then the kids back to the youth and family ministry and we give them a nice little procession out? Lord. Oh, 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 hosanna. Oh, oh, hallelujah. He, 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 he loves me. I've got the joy of the Lord. Oh, 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 hosanna. Oh, oh, hallelujah. He, 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 he loves me. I've got the joy of the Lord. Hosanna. hosanna. All right, so... As the kids have been learning, Palm Sunday is often just focused on that one story, right? And so we're going to, let's see if we can go back. Maybe the tech team can help me. Just do the second picture, the second one. There you go. So one of the things that we must remember, and I think that Dalai Lama really says it beautifully here, is that we can never obtain peace in the outer world until we make peace with ourselves. And again, the story about Lazarus, Mary, Martha, the anointment of the feet, of Jesus' feet, they're all about that, about the inner world, about getting ready. And we can never be truly at peace unless we are willing to find that peace within ourselves. We can wish peace in the outer world for as long as we want. If we don't take the time to find peace with ourselves, there's always going to be a part, not all the time, but a part that is holding us back because we're not isolated. We're all together. We're together in this community, but we're part of this world. We're part of a collective consciousness that contributes to what's happening in the world. And every time we lose that sense of peace within ourselves, that has an effect on others. And we can easily see this among our friends, among our close ones, family members, that when sometimes we lose that peace, it affects them. Sometimes they react, sometimes they don't react. Sometimes they stop talking to us for a while, right? So that inner journey, the inner anointment, the inner willingness to truly understand who and what we are is relevant and important. And then, only then, we are ready to enter Jerusalem. Now remember, Jerusalem means habitation of peace. Jerusalem represents peace. Whenever in any story, Hebrew scriptures, Christian scriptures, Jerusalem shows up, it represents the part that is capable for us of us to just dig into that peace. And it's not just a peaceful feeling. It's not just, putting some music on and calming down and then feeling a little less antsy and be peaceful. It's a much greater peace, a peace that passes all understanding, a peace that's available to us even in those moments when we don't feel peaceful at all. And that's sometimes tough to understand. But this story actually tells us something very important, how we could, at least one way, recognize when that peace the true peace is actually happening. What are the people doing here? So they all have palm leaves, right? They say Hosanna. Where's the slide? There you go. <laughs> Hosanna, <laughs> all right. Remember what Hosanna means from the Greek and Hebrew. Hosanna means the Savior, to save us, right? And it's actually used differently in Christian scriptures, Christian tradition, than it is used in Jewish tradition. So remember that the Holy Week comes from the Jewish tradition, it it resembles or represents the Passover. We're just taking our own spin on it. So in Christian tradition, because of this story most likely, we all do the celebration thing and say, Hosanna! The Savior is here, the King is here, right, Hosanna, exactly. But in Jewish tradition, Hosanna, the word Hosanna, is actually used to accompany prayer. It's a much less celebratory, much more internal, introspective way of being. And so we come, actually, in prayer to peace, and that is where Hosanna is happening. That's a different perspective. So what the people are doing here is they're holding the palm leaves, but To some stories, they also place them down, right? The palm leaves representing that high spiritual attainment, and they're releasing that attainment and creating a path for Jesus to ride on, okay? But they're also doing one more thing. They're also releasing one more item. Some of them do. Who remembers what that item is? They're taking something off. They're taking their coats off. I heard it faintly over there. They're taking their coats off and put their coats down. Coats, symbolically, means protection. It protects us from outer influences. The crowds, symbolically, are our own thoughts and feelings. The things that gets us distracted sometimes. But in that moment when the palm leaves are put down, And when the coats are being taken off and laid down, in that moment, all those multitudes, all those thoughts and feelings start to align. They're taking their protection off. They're starting to be pure. So in that moment, every thought, every feeling, every action that we have is perfectly aligned with the spirit within. And when that happens, That's when we enter Jerusalem. That's when we ride the donkey. The donkey represents the animal mind. That's when we are taking over and are superior to just the pleasures and the ups and downs of life. And we become the I am itself. We become a perfect expression of God. So now you see there's a lot that needs to happen, isn't it? We need to prepare ourselves and become, get to a certain place so that this all can happen, so that our thoughts and feelings about ourselves and the world can align themselves and then finally take that protective coat off. Imagine for a moment in your life when you no longer need to protect yourself. Wouldn't that be wonderful? If you didn't have to tell your friends certain stories, your families pretend to be someone who you're not, if you didn't have to be in a community where, yeah, we're all loving and kind and yet we still have to put a mask on to some degree, wouldn't it be wonderful if we all could take that mask off for a little while and then just be? No judgment, no retribution. No one who takes notes. No one who gives us a grade. Just pure love. That is what Palm Sunday means. So let go, take off the coat, lay down the palm leaves, and be who we truly are. And so as we move into this Holy Week, I want you to keep that in mind, that it takes some preparation. It takes a willingness. surrender. He takes everything out of us in order to enter this holy week meaningfully. The end result is Easter. It's the resurrection of something new. Yes, we go through crucifixion, but it doesn't have to be painful. It can also be a joyful experience, and I hope you will all make it to our Good Friday service where we talk about the seven last words that Jesus spoke. But ultimately, this is our journey, and we've been preparing for it through the Lenten season, maybe even longer than that, and we come to a conclusion this week. And I hope you will take that opportunity to do so. And with that, finally, Larissa has patiently been waiting for me to get to this point. We'll close our eyes, if that's comfortable. Just lower our gaze for a moment. And as we do so, let us just be present to the here and now. Just become immersed with the moment What's real for us, what's present for us. So much is happening in our lives all the time. So much is happening in the world, sometimes so much that it's just overwhelming and frustrating and scary. So much pain may be part of our lives instead of others. But today, right now, we have an opportunity to let this all go. And remember, we're not denying that all these things are happening or that we experience it in a certain way. We're simply choosing to be present, to breathe in deeply, and allow ourselves to be true. Allow ourselves to be just like Jesus Christ. or any other spiritual leader that we may choose to follow. As we enter this holy week, we're getting ready, ready to understand, to plant our feet firmly onto this earth. Is that's us. That's the human side of us. And then we allow that Christ energy, that Christ consciousness and spirit to move in. And move through our feet into this earth and outward into this world. Remember that spirit is available to all of us. God is, the universe is, nature is, all of it is. But we are necessary. We are a necessary vehicle to take that spirit in a very unique and precious way and move it into this world. And the more we allow it to happen without standing in its way, without judgment and regrets and worries, the more we can be free to express that spirit through us, as us, the true I am, the more we're contributing to the goodness that is the foundation of all existence. So today is the first day of the six days of creation throughout Holy Week. Let there be light, God once said. So we begin with that light that we find within ourselves as we enter special time as you continue to breathe you allow your spirit to flow through your body in and out you become part of that spirit that universal infinite potential Allow yourself to be present to what is, letting your past and future aside for a moment. Smile if you can, just very slightly relax your shoulders and remember that you are meant to walk into Jerusalem or ride on a donkey, just as Jesus did in the story. Allow your thoughts and feelings to align themselves with who and what you truly are. Laying down their palm leaves, taking off their coats, and surrendering them. And as you Give thanks to this image. Find the gratitude in life. You recognize the things, the people, the experiences that are surrounding you right now that make you whole and perfect and wonderful. And so it is. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Unity Fort Worth podcast. You just heard this week's message and meditation. For the live streams and more information, go to unityfortworth.org.